The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Yesterday was World Diabetes Day. And according to one Cork-based expert, Ireland is very far from where it should be in the treatment of children with type 1 diabetes. Do you know what? We're not very good with children at all in this country, are we? Really? Uh, that expert is Dr. Colin Hawkes, and he joins me now. Colin, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. Thank you very much for having me. It's such a basic disease, it's such one of the basic diseases that affects so many children, and yet we are so far behind the curve. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, to be honest with you, everybody probably knows a child with type 1 diabetes. Uh, we underestimate how common this is. It affects about three to 4,000 children in this country right now. And here in Cork, we diagnose about 50 to 60 children each year. So that's about one or two each week. How, at what stage in life is it diagnosed? Like, when does it become obvious, Colin? Well, it's most commonly diagnosed in teenagers, um, but we're increasingly seeing it in younger children and under the age of, say, five years of age. Um, And the symptoms when children are developing type 1 diabetes can be quite subtle initially. So children who are just going to the bathroom a little bit more frequently, um, who are more thirsty than usual, who are becoming more fatigued and tired, um, and and then progressively they start losing weight and becoming unwell. So at some point in that pathway, um, they're picked up and brought to their GP or the emergency department, and and then they come to us. It is, in a way, a life-changing diagnosis. And what I mean is, it, it involves it in, life changes from the get-go, doesn't it? Absolutely. And it's not just for the child, it's for the entire family and the community um, that, that cares for each child. So uh, everybody needs to learn about how to, how to manage this condition. And it's, you know, every aspect of, of childhood just becomes that slight, slightly more complicated. So children who are participating in sports, who are going to sleepovers, who are attending school, we've got to support and guide and help each, each child be able to continue to do each of those because our, our goal here, and it's an achievable goal, is that every child with type 1 diabetes continues to live a happy, fulfilled and normal life and just integrate the management of this complex condition into it. Now, the technology involved has changed a lot. So it is easier, I suspect, than it was maybe 10 years ago for children to to manage their insulin and manage their own needs. But there's other things besides that that that, that are needed. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the technology in itself, yes, it has become easier, but it's it's made the disease a lot more complex for us as, as clinicians caring for these families because we have to teach people how to manage this technology and we have to make sure that they're able to use it appropriately. Um, and and that's that's only, like you said, a very small proportion of managing this, this condition because um, the psychological effects of having a chronic disease of this burden in childhood um, is huge. Um, about 20% of children with type 1 diabetes at some point demonstrate symptoms of depression. Um, and it's really, really critical that, that the diabetes team is astute to these symptoms and able to link the families and children with the resources that they need at the time that they need and not come in too late. You describe it as a disease of the family. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the parents of children with type 1 diabetes often can can have anxiety and, and you know, they're, they're worried and not sleeping uh, while they kind of consider what their child's glucose is doing while the child is out of their care, so while they're at school or, or asleep at night time. So it's, it's really something that the whole family takes on um, and that can put a lot of stress on the family. So when you think about adolescence, where there's often a lot of um, fighting and, and uh, 
you know, uh, arguments going on in the home, when you add diabetes into that mix, it, it becomes quite challenging. And that's where the, the psychological supports of the diabetes team are really crucial and they need to be empowered to do that. And that's kind of one of the main points that I was trying to make uh, when I was making that statement where that we're, we're so far behind the curve here. Yeah, yeah. In, in your in your view as a clinician, Colin, like what basic needs are not served in our system at the moment? Well, I think it, it, there's a local and a national problem here, right? So on, on a national front, we need, to, we, we need to know exactly how many children with type 1 diabetes are there, um, where are they, and how do we best provide the, the care of those patients to consolidate the expertise and ensure that every child in this country gets, that gets access to the exact same resources. Now, um, on, on a local level, if that were to happen, we would be a lot more enforced. Right now, we're the second largest diabetes center in, in the country for children. We have more patients than Temple Street and than Tala, um, but we don't have the resources that they have. And the children in Dublin have access to psychology where, where we don't, we do not have a dedicated psychologist as part of our diabetes team. Um, so we, we do need to think about how our resources allocated, but also when we look at Cork, we need to make sure that for the 500 children that we care for, that we have the resources that, that we need to do that. And we also need to think also, because we're not just Cork, we are the South and Southwest Hospital, hospital Group, so we provide diabetes expertise going out as far as Kerry and up as far as Clonmel. Mm. You ideally, in, you and your team, would like to see every child every three months, but that's not possible. No, it's not. Um, you know, we are supposed to, according to the model of care, have six diabetes nurses, and we only have three. And now any patient who attends my service will tell you that I'm not the most important part of my team as the diabetes nurses. Um, and they, um, so we, we just can't meet the the national guidelines, the international guidelines, with the staffing levels that we have. Um, and if, if I had one wish list on putting on my list for Santa, is we, we need more diabetes nurses, we need psychology supports. Um, a diabetes psychologist is absolutely critical. And, it, and if, it's ha if some children in the country have access to psychology for their diabetes, then all children should. All right, leave it there. Thank you very much. That's Dr. Colin Hawkes. He's a pediatric endocrinologist at CUH. Quartz 96 FM. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.